it just don't make it does it doesn't make sense every day I, every day I get up and I just get better you know what I mean like it just it don't stop getting better bro I haven't done this in a while but um I think I'm gonna invite some people up by the way I have tea on the stove so I need somebody to tell me in like uh like 10 minutes to take the tea off the stove because I will forget um but yeah what is a simple life truth that you know and I'm inviting people or as soon as people start like trying to join I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll let you in we can talk about it briefly and I just think it's important because I think it's so easy to overcomplicate life. All right, I'm really OD in this light right now. I think it's um, I think it's so very easy to complicate life. You know what I mean? And I just think it's important sometimes that we like sit down and we ask ourselves like, what is a simple life truth that resonates with me? You know what I mean? Not not what other people have told me or what you know people have told me needs to be true. Or what people have told me about life. Like, what, from your personal experience, like, what is a truth that, like, constantly resonates with you? One truth that's been resonating with me recently is that uh, I'm already everything I need to be. Um, It's because I always have this, like, I have this desire to just, like, grow, right? And I'm always wanting to, like, better myself and do all these great things. Um... But you know what I started realizing? I realized, like, I'm already my best self. I'm already the version of myself that I need to be. Um, And how can I elaborate on that? I don't know. It's just, like, I'm already already him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to try to force myself. Like, me in my most natural state is exactly... Who I'm meant to be in this life. And I think it's the same for other people. Like you in your most natural state, you in your most genuine state, you when you're at your highest or when you're at your happiest, I should say, is exactly what this world needs from you. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of other like expectations except that you just be who you are, you know? A simple life truth will be that we'll never be kids again. I don't think I don't think that's a truth. Not for me, not in my life. I feel like my whole life in the past three years has been like gradually working myself back to being a kid. You know, there's this like ancient concept um, about like uh, you're you're once a man, twice a child, and it's this whole idea that like you're born a child, meaning you're born into the world with like the perspective that we're really supposed to have about life you know just a very open a very free a very fun a very loving perspective and then the world matures us right and then you get to a point where you realize like oh man like i've, I've added all this extra stuff onto myself and completely lost myself in it and now in order to find peace in order to find realignment with life i need to like essentially unlearn and deconstruct everything that either I've put on myself or the world has put on me to return back to that pure place um, with wisdom, you know, I guess. But I think the whole point of life is to actually become a child again or to regain that childlike perspective, you know? 
you think without God you can't achieve anything? I mean, without God, can you achieve? All right. I mean, I agree with that, but I think it would be good to like elaborate on that because I don't like the idea that like when people say like without God you can't achieve anything. In my experience, like the way that I used to internalize that was that like unless I'm doing what exactly what God wants me to do, then nothing in my life will be successful. And I think that was harmful because I think the way in which that was like taught to me was that like like God the things that God wants you to do are always going to be contrast to what naturally comes to you, right? This goes into the conversation about like the heart being wicked and how I think honestly at least in western in the western world um or in uh Eurocentric religions like we're kind of taught to view ourselves as inherently evil like human beings are just wicked right the heart is just wicked so we are kind of taught to believe that like anything that you actually genuinely want to do in your life is automatically going to have like some level of wickedness attached to it and so we then have to like um how can i say we then have to almost like relinquish our dreams to then say well god like what do you want for me but i think as you actually grow spiritually um and grow in closer relationship with god i think you actually start to get a lot more in tune with yourself and you start to learn to trust yourself or at least that's what has been in my experience and as you do that you find that god is no longer like this being that's out there and you like put your dreams out like god I, i would really like to do this uh man like can you please bless me to do this instead um god becomes something that operates within you god is now the power by which you god is god becomes what empowers you to do everything that you want to do in your life right so i don't think god is like this micromanaging figure of like you can only do with your life what he wants you to do with your life i think actually the truth is that what he wants you to do with your life is whatever you want to do with your life and he just wants to be the core or the the power and the principle by which you engage what it is that you want to do by that i mean god has characteristics in his heart the like characteristics of fairness of justice of love of peace and i think that so long as you are embodying these characteristics you can do whatever you want in this life that's why he gave us life it's literally you have a limitless amount of things to explore and to try and to do and i don't think that um being in alignment with god should mean that you should feel like you have to limit yourself on what you want to do in the world like if you want to make music you can get you can go make music god is not stopping you from making music and god is not forcing you to make a specific kind of music either all i think god wants is that in anything you do you maintain very simple core principles principles of love principles of fairness principles of justice principles of peace if you're not um intentionally trying to hurt anybody with what it is that you're doing um and if the impact of anything that you do isn't hurting anybody then a nine times out of 10 I think is actually fine um and I just feel the need to clarify that because I think that's something I would have needed to hear a few years ago because I used to get super stressed about like free will versus god's will and now I'm grateful to find a perspective where it's like it's all one in the same you know what I mean in everything you do do it all to the glory of god yeah 
And I, I just think it's important to clarify glory of God, not glory of your church home, not glory of your parents, not glory of like, it's not like to, to do something to the glory of God. Actually, let me ask you, what do you what do y'all think it means to like glorify God? Let's start there. What does it mean to glorify God? To me, I think glorifying God means to represent the characteristics of his heart. And that isn't something that a person does like in like in an overt way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think glorifying God is putting God's name on everything, putting Jesus on everything, putting, you know, making sure everything is Christian friendly. I think glorifying God is you representing his name everywhere you go, even if you don't call his name. It should be that when people interact with you in real life, they should experience like aspects of God. And I think for me, more often than not, that is more authentic when I don't have to even call God's name. But when you experience me, you experience his love, you experience his patience, you experience his care, you experience like his, you know, his tactfulness. You know what I mean? It's essentially me reflecting to you the love that he has shown to me in my personal relationship with him. I think that is actually for me at this point in my life, what it means to glorify God. So from that point, it's like it has less to do because I remember like I used to have like I used to feel like I had to like throw away all my dreams for God. I felt like, oh, man, like I have this clothing brand, but this clothing brand is is more about my ideas and it's not directly about God. And I used to feel like, well, if it's not directly or, or, or overtly about God, I have to put it away because it's prideful. Right. It's me centered. But now I'm like, dang, that was so like limiting. You know what I mean? I was so limiting because like, why should we have to, why did God give us this life and this mind and this body and this individuality for us to feel like we have to deny our individuality or for us to even embrace ourselves and, and be proud of ourselves and, and do something that like represents our own creativity. Like it's prideful if we're not like stamping God on everything. You know what I mean? I don't think God is, I don't think God is that insecure. I don't think God is that insecure that you can't go out and be yourself and enjoy your life without plastering his name across your forehead. You know what I mean? I think God is something that is is more of an essence. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's something within, you know? Um, staying true to yourself is what it's all about. God wants you to pursue your passions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then in your pursuit of your passions, because like that's what is genuine to you, like that's when I think he will shine the most. Because I think we have to remember the light is within us. The light is within you. The light isn't something you do. The light is who you are. So and anything you do, if you're being your most genuine self, if you're being your most true self, if you're pursuing like genuinely what your heart is calling you towards and what fulfills you, what encourages you, what uplifts you, which you, what makes you feel purpose, then you're doing God's will. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And God will work through that. A simple truth. All will be saved. That is interesting. All will be saved. Do you? All right. What do we think about that? <laughs> a simple truth. All will be saved. How do we feel about that truth? Do y'all think everybody's going to be saved? Do y'all think there's a hell? 
I personally don't believe there's a hell. <laughs> I want to show love to people even when I'm down, but it's difficult even when you don't know what to do. I think that you have to get to a point where, first of all, love begins with honesty. Like, love doesn't mean you're always nice to everyone or you're always in a great mood or you're always super positive. In fact, I think those people are very dishonest. And I've been that person. I think love is actually you firstly... I don't mean to sound cliche, but you firstly loving yourself by showing up for your, your own emotions. You know what I mean? By not denying your own experiences, by actually allowing yourself the human experience. Once you allow, as you allow yourself the human experience, I think your heart will open up more to allowing other people their own personal human experience. And that I think is the greatest gift of love that you can give to somebody is allowing them to be and figure out what they're meant to figure out in their life journey. You know? So I don't think you have to, like, be super nice all the time to be a loving person. You can be very much honest, very much real. And that, I think, is a more is a truer love than the, than the latter. I got to go to my 9 to 5. I'm having trouble staying motivated. I don't want to go to this forever. And you won't. And you won't be going there forever. You won't be going there forever. It's all a part of the story. So what you got to do... Is keep your mind or put your mind on the next part of your story that this part of your story is building you up to so then every time you go to work and it won't be in every moment but in those moments when it gets really hard <coughs> you can remind yourself okay like there's one day where i'm gonna look back on this day and remember you know like how this day made me desire the moment i'm in so much right you look at your life like a movie bro I think life becomes a lot better when you not only look at your life like a movie, but genuinely trust that it's a movie. Because, like, for me, I look at, like, um, my career, for instance. I already know I'm not even going to be great. I'm already great, right? So I'm only going to be greater in my life. And so then my life becomes less of let me stress and let me worry about how I'm going to make it to where I want to make it to. And more about let me enjoy the story. Let me enjoy the journey. When people turn me down, I'll be chuckling, bro. I'll be like, dang, bro, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know, like, where my story's going. And that's the part that you end up playing. You know what I mean? Like, I just be looking at people and looking at experiences as the parts that they're playing in my life movie. Because I already know the ending. I know I'm going to be straight. I know I'm going to be good. Even better than good, I'm going to be great. You know what I mean? So when you truly believe that within yourself, it's like, bro, everything else. Discouragements, bad days, off days uncertainties and it's not that you don't genuinely experience those things but it's like an added perspective that in the midst of those things you can remind yourself like yo this is just a part of the story and genuinely believe that you know that's how i approach it okay so hell is it real uh i personally don't think so i don't think the box i mean that's really all i can say about it i don't know what else i can say like without like you like what like what are you, what part are you curious about specifically um but yeah hell isn't 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 biblical it's it isn't something that human beings are gonna have to experience there is gonna be a lake of fire right but human beings are just gonna burn up you know like in the beginning like god is only ever um given people the choice between life and death not heaven or hell right and if you think about it 
And I think this is why it's so important to know God, because when you come to know God for yourself, you find out he's a very reasonable, fair, loving and just God. And he one 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 thing more than anything else I've come to know is he is consistent. Right. Meaning that he never changes. So if he said something in the beginning, it's going to be the same in the middle. It's going to be the same in the end. And so in the beginning, remember when Adam sinned uh, or when he was warning them about the tree, he didn't say in the day that you eat of the fruit of the tree, you shall surely go to hell. He said, you shall surely die. Right. Like and and death is just non-existence. Death is just an existence separate from God, because if God is a source of life, then if you're separate from God, then you are on to death, right? I don't think God, I don't know God to be a God that would give people the gift of life, then give people free will, but then they only have the free will to choose between heaven or hell. You know what I mean? Like eternal living or eternal punishment. Because then you don't really have a choice. You know what I mean? Like what kind of choice is that really? Like if I, I can, I can choose, but if I don't choose what you want me to choose and I have to suffer for eternity, that's not an actual choice. You know what I mean? Um, so that's never, I don't think that's representative of God's actual character. I think that's more so a fair tactic um, that people have tried to use to manipulate other people's desire for God into control, right? I think the choice that God has given human beings is actually just the same as it was, the same thing he gave to Adam, the same thing he gave to the children of Israel, the same thing Jesus talked about, all the same, life or death. What do you want? You want to live or you don't want to live? Like, you done came in here, you got this avatar, you got to see this world, and then you start to realize, oh, things are a little bit, like, messed up. Like, something's going on here. Like, things are beautiful, but things are also, like, very hellish. And so then there's there should spark a curiosity in your mind of, like, okay, well, what's the history? What happened before me to lead to us being in this place wherein we're essentially existing between heaven and hell at the same time, wherein life is so beautiful and so amazing, but can also be simultaneously so ugly and 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 evil you know what i mean um and so yeah the choice then is like from god is like yo okay do you we're in a little puddle right now but i'm working on it so do you want to live forever in the promise of a life of abundance and a life without the wickedness that you see or do you just you know this is just not for you you just don't want to live at all you know what i mean that's your choice or even more so, because even the people who don't want to live at all, oftentimes, it's not even that they don't want to live. It's that they just, they don't want to live in the world that they're currently experiencing. They don't want to live in a world of fear. They don't want to live in a world of chaos, an internal world. They don't want to live in a world where they don't feel safe in their own minds, where they don't feel like they can be themselves, or they don't feel free. They don't want to live in that kind of world. So most people I find who are genuinely kind-hearted um, or genuinely just good people like want to live they may not just they may just not want to live the religious life you know that has been shown to them because if you really talk to a lot of atheists bro you find that most most atheists when you talk to them they're not against god they're more so against religion you ever you ever, you ever realize that most most atheists are not really against god they're against the religious perspective of god and because there's this idea that's been created that the religious perspective is the only true perspective then if you don't agree completely with the religious perspective then you feel like well then i just don't i can't agree with god at all but that's not the truth but nonetheless back to the conversation about heaven and hell yeah the promise has always been the same or the the, the offer has always been the same from god life or death not heaven or hell um yeah 
I think heaven and earth are like we're literally between it right now. Like you've experienced aspects of heaven and you've experienced aspects of hell. You know what I mean? Like it's not a, a place that we're going after after this you know what i mean like heaven and hell is very much accessible right here right now um maybe we can't access or maybe i haven't accessed the fullest extents of heaven and its completeness i don't think maybe any human being has um but i definitely think i've definitely seen myself experience like portions of it how do you guys feel about dimensions i think there's like levels to heaven you know what i mean like, remember that one part in scripture where Paul was talking about this guy who went up to the third heaven? Like, the third heaven? There's a first and second and a fourth and a fifth? Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's levels to this. There's levels because if God is at the highest, it's kind of like a mountain, right? And the closer you get to God within yourself is the more it, like, I guess, open your opens your mind to see life in a heavenly way. Remember when they were asking Christ, like, uh, something about like when is what, how do I know when the kingdom of heaven is at hand or whatever how do I know the kingdom of heaven when it's going to come and he was like the kingdom of heaven is in your midst it's right here like people are going to say look over there and look over there and it's like it's it's right here it's it's in your perspective like you ever been when you remember when the last time you had a really 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 good day when it wasn't even just a good day within yourself it was like everything in your life around you was aligning and synchronizing and it just felt like you were immersed into just a good ass day that could have been heaven bro could have been a little piece of heaven your best moments on life so far when you think about kids i think kids are in heaven bro you know what i mean before they get all brought down to real life like they're in heaven they see the world so purely. They can't see all the, the, the wicked darkness that we see. They only see life through a lens of, of, of heaven, through the lens that man originally saw life through before his perspective was tainted by what? The knowledge of good and evil. You see how it comes back? It's the, it's the knowledge of evil that warps your perspective to experience hell because with evil comes fear and anxiety and doubt and envy and, and and perverseness and lust and all those things start to corrupt your heavenly perspective and bring you down to hell that's why when you experience like depression it's like you could be in the most beautiful place but you can't connect to it you're in hell in my mind like that's a literal that's that's what i consider hell like it's it's a state of mind you know and so then if we want to come to heaven or if we want to experience more and more of heaven um, before we internally transition, eternally transition there, I think we just got to get closer to God. Like you can very much experience heaven in this life. I think I'm in heaven right now. I, like, I'm in my little piece of heaven right now. Like it's people who are not as blessed as I am in this particular moment. You know what I mean? It's people who got to get up and go to all kinds of different places. And I'm here in my homeland in Jamaica eating fruits, you know what I mean? On live talking to my friends, feeling completely safe. I'm in heaven, bro. You know what I mean? I could go outside and pick a fruit off the tree right now, eat it straight, all organic. You know what I mean? Like heaven. So yeah, I don't think my perception of heaven and hell has definitely changed in the last few years. They have a website. I have a link in my bio where you can find all my stuff, my podcast, my music. I'm working on a book. Can't wait to add that. Um, what else I got up there? I got a couple things up there you might like. What are your thoughts on baptism? So I have an interesting thought on baptism. Um, 
because I study the Hebrew language, right? And I studied the Hebrew language to try to better understand, like, what was the original meaning of things like this? And did you know that when, when the part when Christ says, um, go into all the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, da 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 Did you know that actually, if we go back to the Hebrew word for what baptism actually means, it's actually not just dipping yourself in water, right? That... I think that is a like a physical representation, like a token of an internal experience, an internal change. What Christ actually said when he said, go and baptize people, he said, go and immerse people into the experience of God. And that's a completely different perspective than just go and baptize people in a river or a lake. When he says, go and immerse people in the experience of God, he means that when people experience you, they should be experiencing God. Don't not only experiencing information about God, not just I'm preaching to you and I'm giving you all this information in your head. Literally, our interaction, my character, my essence, my aura should emanate the character, essence and aura of God. So much so that when you experience me, you experience God, which is why Christ said what? When you see if you see me, you've seen the father. He wasn't saying I'm God. He was saying like, I'm doing exactly what God wants human beings to do. When you see me, you should see God. When you feel me, you should feel God. When you talk to me, you should feel like you're experiencing a conversation with God. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like this is what Christ was saying. Immerse people into the experience of God. And I think that makes baptism so much more simple and accessible. Because then now we understand then why everybody could have that charge. It, it's not just because, you know, if you're going to baptize somebody in this culture, not any, not everybody can baptize everybody. You know what I mean? Only pastors and people in positions can baptize another person. But if God said to his disciples, go forth, all of you, all of you who call yourself my followers and immerse people into the experience, then it must be something that is accessible to the common man. To baptize somebody must be something that isn't just like isolated to people who achieve a certain title. You know what I mean? It should be something that every single human being who says they follow Christ or follow God has the capacity to do. And every single human being who knows God or has experienced God, or I should say every single human being causes an experience when they interact with another human being. So if you have God within you, then naturally when you interact with another human being, you will be immersing them into the experience of God, the experience of love, the experience of knowledge, the experience of clarity, whatever aspect of God he chooses to reveal through you in that particular moment, that is baptism in my mind, from my perspective, that's my understanding of it. As a person who was never encouraged to foster a relationship with God growing up, I found so much power in acknowledging God's energy within me and defining what God means outside of religion. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you can also find God within religion. I also want to clarify that too. Like you can, like again, God is in everything. He's of everything. So you can find God in a church. You can find him in a mosque. You can find him in nature. You know what I mean? Like you can find him anywhere. It's more about like what's in your heart, what you're what you're seeking. My simple truth that helps me with anxiety is that life is meant to be experienced moment by moment and everything doesn't have to be planned and known. I like that a lot, spontaneity. It will save your life. It will save your life. And trust. Like I think you have to have a level of trust to really live like that. You know what I mean? 
And trust is the opposite of fear. Fear is the biggest limitation in this life. Fear, if you look at any human problem, I, I believe fear is at the root of it. And if the opposite of fear is trust, then that also reassures why the like why the Bible is so like adamant about trust. Like you, you know how many times Christ talked about trust? Remember? He was like the only reason Peter had to, couldn't walk on the water was because his lack of trust. He was always telling people, like, bro. You're lacking in trust. You're lacking in trust. You're lacking in trust because what? When you don't have trust, then you have fear in its place. And when you have fear in its place, which is what? Not of God. It is the only thing that the Bible has specifically said. Yo, this is not of God. You know what I mean? Fear, the spirit of fear, not of God. Um, so when you don't have that trust within you, then you have fear in its place. And when you have fear in its place, I think that withholds us from a lot of what God wants for us. Not that he doesn't want to give it to us, but we ourselves are afraid of it or we don't believe ourselves capable of accessing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's fear. Um, so yeah, like you have to have a level of trust to really live life moment by moment. Like, and I've been, I'm a walking evidence of that, bro. Like, I'm literally the evidence of just trusting God. I said this in the last live, but like, people would look at my life and think like, oh man, like he probably did all this and made all this money. So that's why he can live the life he can live. And it's literally not the case. Like, the, the truth is that I just trust. I just trust God. When I went with, I said, God, I want to go. I talked to God. I said, God, I'd like to go to Jamaica. You know what I mean? And I'd like to spend some time there i'd like to spend a couple months there and actually get to like you know really immerse myself in the experience i had a conversation with him i got confirmation from him i asked him for confirmation if i could go i got the confirmation and then i just trusted i didn't i wasn't thinking like oh man like where am i gonna find the money but i was like i trust that like whatever i need to facilitate me getting to have this experience, you will put it in my path. You know what I mean? And because I think, because I constantly acknowledge God in my life, I can more easily um, or immediately see when he puts the things before me to facilitate the things that I've asked of him. Because a relationship with God is also a partnership. You know, it's, it's not like I just ask God, God, I want to go to Jamaica. And then tomorrow there's a plane ticket in my email. You know what I mean? There's still process. Like I still had to go. I got a job and I, and I worked for like three months just to like build up extra income because I wanted to have extra bread when I was out here and I had the time to, you know. But So I say that to say like there's still things that I have to do on my part. But again, it goes back to the scripture. I acknowledge him in all my ways. And I say, God, this is what I want to do. I'm acknowledging you. You know what I mean? If it's not what you want me to do, then block it. But if it is something that is... If I can do it, then help me get there. You know what I mean? Show me the way, facilitate me getting it. And you find that because I acknowledge him, I can see when he shows up in my life. I talked the last time about how communication with God is important, just acknowledging him. Um, for the simple fact that when we don't communicate with God, it's harder for us to see when he's moving in our lives, right? Like when you're communicating with God and you're like, God, I want this. God, I need help with this. God, da, 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 whatever you say to him, then you are expecting a response so that when he responds, you see it. But nine times out of 10, God is doing stuff in our life every single day. But we don't always see it because we've thought these things and we've felt them in our hearts, but we never verbalized it. So when it happens to us, it's like it's a coincidence. Like, oh, man, I was just thinking about that yesterday or like it's just like, yeah, just a coincidence. But we, if we would 
consciously like communicate with God, like just verbalize it, then when the thing, when he answers our prayers, we wouldn't see them as coincidences or things that happen by chance. We would see them as direct responses to things that we communicated and verbalized. And I think that would make God much more real for a lot of people because God is really moving in so many people's lives. But again, because we don't communicate with him, like, like, like the way we talk to a friend, or on a consistent basis, it's not that he doesn't work on our behalf, it's that we just don't get to see it. You know what I mean? Um, and it's 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 like, that's cool, but then it's also nice when you're able to like, it's a good feeling to not only experience a good thing, but to know that this good thing is a response to something that you've, you've definitely verbalized, you know? Like, that's when I think God can start to become very real for people. When you start to realize, okay, he's not just God up there listening to a million people's prayers every day. Like, he literally hears and cares for me. You know what I mean? That's what communication, I think, can do for you. So how do you communicate with God? I'm pretty sure that uh, that would be my next question. Um, and I would say literally, bro, like, uh, you, you, do you talk to yourself? It's like that. I, I just talk to yourself. But like also with the knowledge that like there is something beyond me that is hearing me and listening to me, you know, and you don't have to call it God. You could call it whatever resonates with you in this moment, you know, whatever that divine figure whatever name title whatever resonates with you whatever feels real and true to you refer to it as that but what matters is the fact that you're communicating with it you know what i mean what matters is the fact that you're communicating with essence you're communicating with spirit whatever you call it you're communicating with it you're engaging relationship with it you're establishing relationship and like relationship with people it takes time to build for your sake you know what i mean like you're gonna have to continually just like be communicating man like i'm having a bad day oh man i'm frustrated man i'm going through this like asking for help asking for guidance asking for clarity asking for literally anything you need to put it simpler, I could say, ask of the universe. I think maybe people might understand. Ask of the universe anything that you need. If you need reassurance, if you need clarity, if you need upliftment, ask for it. Like, God is not just here for, like, the big things. God, I just got this girl pregnant. <laughs> or, like, God, I need this new car. Or, God, I'm in a really... Like, literally, God, today I'm, I'm, I'm feeling down. I need some encouragement. Could you please send some encouragement? And then you go about your day. You don't just sit in your room. You go about your day. And then when you see that your life just works in a way that that encouragement comes to you, you know, okay, even more than just gratitude for the fact that this encouragement came to me, it's a deeper gratitude because you're like, I woke up and I asked God for this and he brought it to me. And those simple things, like, like that's when it becomes dope because you realize God isn't just this big grand thing. God is literally like the smallest thing you ask for. The smallest thing, he also cares for that and he'll give that to you. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean when I say communicate. Like ask him, talk to him about the small things. God, I'm feeling doubt right now. God, there's a cute girl over there. Man, I don't feel like I got the confidence to talk to her right now. God, I'm just praying that you just, you know, help me, put me in position. You know what I mean? Like put me in position, create a scenario. You know what I mean? Help me out. Like I'll be talking to God like, like on those levels. You know what I mean? Like I'll be talking to God about everything. Like... <laughs> everything bro <laughs> um do you believe a person belongs with his people among those who share his ancestors not with strangers no matter how beautiful they land i believe that a person 
does well to be rooted in where they're coming from. But I I think the purpose of being rooted in where you're coming from, is, well, first of all, the purpose of being human is to experience life. And I think life is even better when you're sure in who you are in your own culture, in your own identity, so that when you go out and experience the world, you're also bringing an experience to the world. You're bringing something to all these places that you go. You know, you're not just this, like, canvas that, like, wherever you go, you become whatever is there. Like, you know who you are and where you're coming from. Still open to learning and to taking new information and to widening your perspective, but you, in in having an understanding of your identity and your personhood and who you're coming from, like, you can then bring something to the places that you visit. So when you go to places, you're not just taking, you're also giving. You're giving people perspective on where you're coming from and how you guys view things and how your people think and how you... But the point of it, I think, has always been, like, human beings are meant to communicate. We're meant to, like, integrate in the sense of like sharing information sharing experiences sharing perspective sharing art sharing food you know what i mean like i think god is very much about like segregating people as far as establishing people groups but not for the sake of remaining segregated i think we're meant to be in specific people groups to nurture like various um cultures in the world and then we're meant to like share that amongst each other you know what i mean so it's like a duality in my mind that's the ideal um, world in my head thoughts on karma i don't i haven't like studied a lot on karma i definitely believe that like what you put into the world comes back to you (laughs) uh for sure um yeah and I've honestly seen that in my own life. Like, I don't always see the blessings come back to me. Or sometimes I don't I don't always see the blessings overtly. But there are times when I think my perspective is opened and I can really see, like, bro, I'm really blessed. Like, look at my skin. Bro. Come on, bro. Not everybody has this blessing, you know what I mean? Like, no, in real life, like, like the fact that I'm even 25, I have all my limbs, like, the, like, we be, I mean, I be taking this stuff for granted, you know what I mean? But, like, these are literally the blessing that God gives me, like, health, strength, family, love, you know what I mean? Like, security, trust. I think sometimes, you know what my issue is? I sometimes neglect the blessings that God gives me. Um, in response to the good that I do in the world because I'm expecting the blessings to always manifest in like overt ways. I'm like, God, well, why? what about my living situation? I need to be living in a nicer house or maybe I should be driving a nicer car. Maybe I should, you know what I mean? And in real life, I can't have those things. I just, it's really my fault. I just don't be going for those things. You know what I mean? Um, But then he still blesses me nonetheless in like simple things that I take for granted so much. You know what I mean? Look at my mustache, bro. Not a lot of people. Some people got that caterpillar stash, bro. Some people, not a lot of people got a nice, firm, clean cut. Feel me? Like simple things, bro. I got my left leg right now. I can move my toes. I was laying down yesterday. I was doing yoga and I was laying down and we were doing this practice. Um, And for a moment, I imagined what it would be like to try to move my body and not be able to. And that was such a scary experience. I was like, bro, I'm so grateful for the fact that when I say finger move, my finger moves. There's people in the world, though, who like they say finger move and their body is just unresponsive. Imagine your body not responding to the instructions that you send to it. 
like simple things like those bro like i'm i'm very much blessed you know what i mean and like it's not like these things are hard to lose people get in accidents every day you know what i mean like i'm grateful fam i'm i'm very much very much blessed i look at my family my family's full of so much love bro and that's one thing i know for sure a lot of people don't have not a lot of people have parents who like really show them love really give them space to be themselves you know what i mean really give them like most of my friends most of my friends come from toxic home environments so 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 if you have a family home that you can at least feel like you can breathe in that house you don't go in there and it's immediate tension or it's immediate arguments you don't go in there feeling like small or that you have to like shrink yourself or high. if you can go home and just go in your bed and smile and chill out like it may it may seem like normal to you but that's actually a blessing bro that's a real life blessing because a lot of people's home environment is literal chaos literal hell got demons running all through in and up and down there you know what i mean so the fact that you can just come home and just chill bro like blessed blessed i mean immensely blessed this niggas out here who like where they live bro is bombs going and i mean i i don't say this to compare because i don't like to compare but i think sometimes it's good to compare because sometimes i'll be forgetting i'll be forgetting like damn bro like my life is really blessed you know what i mean and more than anything, my biggest blessing is my relationship with God. Like the amount of trust that I've been able to nurture with God, like has freed me from so many things. Like I am unafraid of anything in this life. I, that doesn't mean I don't struggle with fear, like anxieties and stuff. But like, fam, when I tell you I am not pressed about conforming myself to the system which is what allows me the freedom to have the, the freedom in my life. Like people think that like freedom is like, oh, you got to be able to afford it. It's, I think it's really has a lot to do with trust. Cause, cause I didn't, I couldn't afford this when I dropped out of school and trusted God. I couldn't afford this when I left my job and trusted God, you know what I mean? But it's the trust that made him like show up for me. So, and not a lot of people have that trust. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people have the blessing of being able to truly trust God to follow their dreams and do what they want to do with their lives enough to actually um, act on it and then reap the blessing from it where you're actually now experiencing the dream. You know what I mean? Like I always say, people will look at me and think I just got money, bro. You don't have to go to work. You're in, you're traveling the world. Like you must have money. It's literally not money, bro. It's trust. On me, on God, bro, I do not have money like that. It's trust. That's the only reason I'm experiencing, I'm living my dreams right now. There's trust. And not, not a lot of people have that, bro. Not a lot of people have that. So that is a blessing. And that's not something that like, that's not something I can claim. Like, oh yeah, I just trust God so much. Like God, I give thanks because God literally like has chosen to like establish this trust and establish this relationship with me. Like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't know God the way I know God now, but God chose me, bro. God chose me and said, bro, like, I'm going to establish a relationship with you. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm so grateful. Not a lot of people have that. Not a, people, a lot of people are free in a lot of ways. So trust, bro. You know Very much I mean? important. If you, you want to do anything, you can do anything you want in this life. You got to really realize, bro, like, this life is, to it was given to you. Like, life, existence, to be real to be made to be created and then put in this experience that was given to you and when it was given to you bro it was given to you to experience so 
who made you believe that like now the life that was literally endowed to you is no longer owed to you now you have to go earn your life the life that you were already put on this earth to experience now you got to go earn it what that's just that's dismissing your trust like i trust in the god who made me and put me on this earth that he made me to experience the fullness of what this earth has to give me because god would not put me on this earth to struggle bro not unless i chose to struggle we choose to struggle you know what i mean we choose i think we choose it and it's more i mean there's more layers to it but at the end of the conversation bro we, we choose it we choose our struggle you know what i mean and like I think if you want to achieve your dreams, bro, I said it yesterday, all you, literally all you have to do is just tune in with God. And it doesn't mean you have to tune in with religion. It doesn't mean you have to change the way you talk and the way you walk and the things you like and the things you want to do. It doesn't mean you have to start going to church every Sunday or Saturday. Like it literally just means like sitting down and maybe whatever feels natural to you. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you open a journal. And you just say, God, like I'm going to have a conversation with you. Or if you don't even know how, if you even just say, God, this week, this week, I was watching Miles Carter's live and he's talking all this good shit. And now I want to see what's what it's really about this week. Show yourself to me. You know what I mean? Challenge God, bro. Challenge God. Challenge God and let him show up for you. And then get to living your dreams, bro. We do not have to struggle. We do not have to struggle. And that's one thing I feel like I, I, I struggle with with religion, religion. Christianity kind of gave me this perspective that like to be wealthy is to be evil. All the rich people in the world are wicked. So that means by default, if you want to be righteous, you have to embrace struggle and embrace poverty and embrace being poor. It's like we use righteousness to justify a terrible life. And then we say, oh, it's because I'm being punished. I'm being penalized for Christ. What? If you want to, bro. I know I bear my cross. I bear my cross. But the, because I'm bearing my cross, bro, best believe I'm going to be getting enjoyment out of this life. Like, I'm not going to be going through all this trauma and all this all this healing, going through all this person, all this internal warfare, this spiritual warfare and not enjoy my life. Are you are you sick? Heck no, bro. On top of spiritual warfare, you think I'm going to struggle physically? Hell no. Not me. <laughs> nope. Because I don't fight against principalities. So if my war is internal, bro my external world is going to be as great as it can be to make up just to just to take the load off you know what i mean there's no reason why i need to be struggling internally and externally fuck that no not me i'm 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 avidly pursuing and enjoying my life avidly i'm committed to it that is my life goal i just want to enjoy this this is my life i'm going to enjoy it and because I'm God's child that means I already know I'm going to heaven so you know what that means if I'm already going to heaven bro and I truly believe that. And that means I'm already in heaven. Because that means when I die, like, there's no end. It's just a little, like, you know when you die in Super Mario and then you just continue to the next level? You know what I mean? Like, that's all it is. This is a little transition, a little, like, speed bump. Which means then, if I know I'm already going to heaven, I'm already living eternally, then, yeah, I'm already living eternally. So I'm going to start living my life in the way that I would want to experience heaven right now. I'm going to start traveling right now. I'm going to start meeting people right now. I'm going to start figuring out what I want to do with my life. And I'm going to take steps towards it right now. I'm not going to wait for heaven to enjoy my life. Suffer this whole life for what? For what? When I see heaven and, her and, and hell existing simultaneously? No. 
I'm telling you, bro, we can have heaven and we can have hell in this life. And most people are living in hell because we live in a system that creates hell by default. You know what I mean? So by default, the world is going to put you in hell. You got to know that. So if you want to experience heaven on this earth, yeah, you're going to have to fight for it because there's a whole system fighting against you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's going to be challenges, but you can have it, bro. We can have it. We can have it because it's ours. It's our endowment. It was given to us. Other human beings are trying to take it from us so that they can have. I don't know what I don't know what is going on in their mind. I literally cannot fathom the wicked mind because, like, why would you do that? But in my mind, like, I'm going to get my heaven, bro. Because there's no no weapon formed against me can prosper. There's no man on earth who can do anything to me that God doesn't allow or that I don't allow. Feel me? So if I if I if I if I line up with God and I'm like God, I want to go to Jamaica. I want to travel. I need me a bad shorty. You know me. I need me my wife. I need her to be bad too. You know what I mean? I don't need no humbling relationship, bro. I need me a bad woman. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna have it all. I'm gonna have it all because what? I'm God's child. You know what I mean? Like I'm not finna humble myself bro i'm god's child bro i can have anything i want to the specific like specifications that i want and i have to be saying this because I'm, I'm still working on believing that you know what i mean but i i in my in my soul i believe that bro this earth is mine it's ours you can your life is yours this earth is yours it's it's your it's literally you like like really think about it you could have not existed you could have not existed. God could have just been like, oh, I'm not going to create you. You know what I mean? And we would have been here in life experiencing it. We would have never thought twice about your non-existence. But you're here. Like he put you here and he gave you a life and he didn't make you a copy of somebody else. He made you specifically with a specific mind, with specific desires. So why should you not have those things? And they're accessible. You see, I'm off it. I'm off it. Just know we coming out of poverty, bro. We coming out of struggle. Do you believe in a trinity? I don't think the Trinity is biblical, but I mean, the Trinity, the universe, God, Yahweh, if it, what matters more to me is the fact that you're connecting with the essence. We can have the conversation if we want to go into that direction about like, okay, what is biblical, but at the end of the day, what matters is the essence. Are you connecting to the essence of God? Different people are going to call him different things because we're coming from different backgrounds and many people are rightfully traumatized by religion so they don't identify with at this moment with jesus and with god but maybe they'll identify with the universe or maybe they'll identify with spirit or their answers whatever it is but the fact that you're connect, you have a pure heart and you're genuinely seeking god god is god is god is going to meet you through in, in whatever language you understand it's the same as if like if in english we call him jesus and if in spanish they call him jesus god is not like no it's jesus he's beyond language he's beyond words so how can you tell somebody that they're not talking about the same jesus because they're saying it in a different language language transcends just the language we understand between countries language can literally be when somebody says the universe if you listen to them long enough you'll find that they're talking about the god that you know this is a different language you know what i mean so it's the essence. It's the essence. So if you believe in the Trinity, bro, what, fine, cool. But the, what matters? Do you have a genuine connection with the God that you're referring to as the Trinity? That's what matters to me. Now, if you want to go and talk about the breakdown, we could talk about that. Is the Trinity biblical? It's not biblical. It's not in the Bible. It's, it's nowhere there. God is never, it's never, it's nowhere there. But now the question of why is it there, I think is an even more interesting conversation. Why have all these um perceptions why have all these ideas been created around god and established to be true when they aren't true i believe that 
the institution of religion, not religious people, but the people who created the religion that we have now taken and, you know, made our own. The original intent, I think, was actually to manipulate and limit people's perception of God. I believe that. I believe that. And then that's another conversation. And so the question then is, well, how much are we really limited from? How much have we really been hidden from? Because as much as we might not admit it, bro, we live in a like a Eurocentric world, bro. Like, even though we're we're free to have all our belief systems and whatever we want to believe, we can believe, like we still live in a society that is literally built on the foundations of particular people with particular beliefs that they established. So their beliefs and their ideas are embedded in all of society, which means it's embedded also in our mindsets and our perspectives, right? And you'll never know how limited your perspective is until you experience something beyond that perspective, right? So I think there is so much more to God um, beyond the religious perception that we've been given of him, you know? Agreed 100%. The Trinity or the idea of it is not mentioned in the Bible whatsoever. No. But then the question is then how do we come to a place where we believe like wholeheartedly, law by law, God is threefold. He's water, ice, and gas all in one. You know what I mean? Like how did this become law when it's not even in the book? That's That sounds like brainwashing to me, bro. Like the fact that we can believe something wholeheartedly that there is no evidence for. How did we get to that point? That's a good question. The devil tries to trick us into believing a false concept regarding what the Bible falsely teaches. Absolutely, bro, because the devil can't create anything new. He can only pervert what's true. So imagine, like, it's so many things in the Bible. I feel like we just skip over, bro. Just because, like, we're just taught not to look at it. Like, I'd be looking at things like, bro, Jesus, Jesus walked into a town and he was hungry and he looked at a fig tree and the fig tree didn't have no figs on it and jesus said i curse you fig tree you will not produce any more fruit ever in your life he just said it then they went in the town and then three days later they came out of the town and the tree was dried up and brittle and his disciples was like bro you just cursed the tree three days ago and now the tree is dried up and brittle how and he said what did he say he said something about essentially telling them like anything you want to do in this world you can do you just got to trust you know what i mean and if we just look at that i don't know i don't know if we i don't know if you really think about like what just happened this he spoke to a tree bro and the tree died then he said we can do the same things so if if i can speak to a tree and speak literal life and death. Not that metaphorical life. and Literally, I can say tree, dead. And the tree is dead. Then what kind of power was Christ saying that human beings have access to that we are not talking about? We look at all these great prophets. We look at even after he died and when they, they, they be healing people. Why are, we not t- why are we not talking about this? Why are we not talking about this power that Christ himself said that we can have why are we not talking about this power that the people in the bible they themselves we have record of them having powers you know what i mean so what about us 
What, what, what are we not understanding? What, is, what has been hidden from us that is keeping us from realizing this level of power? I mean, it's one thing to have faith. Cool. Great. It's one thing to have faith that, that gives you, you know, like, like, like moral justification. It makes you feel good. Great. But I want to know about this power, bro. I want to know, bro, because, bro, what if I'm hungry one day? You mean I could tell a mango tree, bro, sprout me some mangoes right now? That's a different type of life, bro. If I can do that, different type of life. And we need to be tapping into this power uh, for the sake of mango-loving people everywhere, bro. Like, I don't think... We, we don't be thinking about this, bro. We don't really be listening to what these people be saying, bro. I don't think we'd be reading the Bible for real. Because, like, Christ is continually telling people, look at everything that I've done. Not just me being a nice person. Nigga, look at me floating right now. And I'm telling you, you can do the same thing. And everybody's just like, oh my God, he's such a nice guy. I'm floating. Nigga, I'm telling you, you can float. Like, you can, you can, you can, you can freaking heal people. You can heal yourself. You can freaking teleport, bro. And you're worried about being a nice person? What? Okay, the start of it, sure. You have to be a good person so that you don't misuse his power. Great. But okay, we're good people now. Let's get to talking about his power, bro. Let's get to doing some real crazy shit with his life, bro. Let's get to that. Because I feel like the people who run this world, bro, the people who are truly wicked, who be behind the shadows, I feel like they really got powers, bro. I feel like they really got powers. She said, the tree is us. Depends on how you water it with your words. And I get that. And that is so true. That is so true. And I love that. But I feel like we always make metaphors out of literal things. He'll be like, bro, you can literally talk to a tree and it will do what you want. And we'll be like, oh, the tree represents me and how I need to surround myself with people who speak life into me. Yes, that is true. But nigga, you could talk to a tree. Let's get back to the literal, bro. Like, I think that's there's a lot there that we're not talking about. Like, let's just take what he said literally for two seconds, bro. Like, I think it'll open up a whole new like line of questioning of what we're really capable of in this in this life. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's where I've been at in my faith. I'm ready to unlock these superpowers. I meant literally your words have physical power to wilt. Yeah, and you're right. It's And it's cool because people have literally done studies on this. Like, it's like it's even outside of the Bible. Science proves this because everything that is true is true everywhere. Like, they have done studies where they show, like, yo, like, the way you speak can affect, like, the growth pattern of, like, trees or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, or plants. I think they did a study on that. And that's just us unconsciously using that power right? Imagine if we could consciously use it. Like, imagine if we understood the power that is within us and we could intentionally use that power. I think it would be a much more rapid succession of events. I think we would see a much vaster, like, uh, display of power. Like, Christ was multiplying bread, bro. To feed 5,000 people. That's not no regular shit. That's not regular. Like, we be treating this man like he's regular, bro. I feel like we be focusing too much sometimes on his, like, moral principles and not enough on his power. I think it should be two and the same because you can't have the power without the morals, right? But after the morals, bro, like, this nigga was making food out of nothing. We could cure poverty. You see what I'm talking about? Like, we could end poverty. We And this is why I think 
this is why I think these systems are actually like designed to keep us from actually even asking these questions or even like pursuing tapping into this level of power. Because imagine if even 10% of the human population had access to the ability to cause tree to grow fruits and to cause food to be multiplied. Imagine if imagine if 10 people genuinely had that power bro first of all i could go in a community and be like bro nobody has to buy groceries this month i'm just making food for everybody you know what i mean i could go in somebody's like neighborhood and just say all of these trees are going to produce fruit now y'all don't got to be hungry then what would that mean? That would literally topple systems. Me as one man could topple an entire system because I could make it so that people no longer have to go to work to make the money just to survive because then I could provide you with the thing that you have to work for just off the power that I hold within myself. Like imagine if 10 people had that power just to like cause trees to spontaneously produce fruits. Like these, these people who have made a living and made their millions and billions off of people having to buy from them would literally go bankrupt because people wouldn't need them anymore. People wouldn't need their grocery stores. They wouldn't need their schools to, to get the degrees, to get the jobs, to afford to go to the grocery stores. They wouldn't need to sacrifice their days and their time to go to work just to afford to pay. Like we wouldn't need that if just 10 people had that power. So of course, like anybody who is running an entire system that's based on people's limitations and people's struggle would be very much against like you being able to tap into any level of power that Christ was talking about. You know what I mean? So yeah, of course then if, if that same system is going to create or if that same system is going to give you this book that's supposed to guide you to tapping into this power... If they can't change the truth that's in the book, they're going to change your way of receiving the information in that book. They're going to change your perception of it and cause you to believe um, that you're getting the fullness of the truth when you're only getting like a 2% of it. You know what I mean? And the 2% will get you very far, bro. But I'm just saying, bro, I think that's the, probably the type of stuff that's going to cause when, when we talked about the scripture earlier, when it says like the righteous will inherit the earth and we shall possess it. I think maybe that's what's going to happen. Like the righteous are literally just going to start tapping into the power that the Bible has always said that is available to the righteous. The power that the wicked and the unrighteous have been using for millenniums. You know what I mean? To run this world. When we start tapping into that power, I think we will begin to see true change in the world. And not just change is like, I'm a good person and I'm just hoping for good. Like change like, nah, nigga, I'm literally disrupting your system. I'm literally tearing this whole, all this down because I feel like it. You know what I mean? That's what Christ did. That's why they were so afraid of him because he had that power. You know what I mean? Like you can't have people out here. You can't have somebody walking around healing people. What does that mean for hospitals and, and the money that we make off hospitals and people's sicknesses? And all the money we make by not healing people and only giving them vaccines to, to force them to have to come back time and time and time and time again, but they're never fully cured. What about all that money that I'm making of extorting people's health? And you would just want to come and heal? Nah, bro, you got to go. You got to die today. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to fuck up my bag. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's really the level that a lot of these people were thinking on when they saw Christ. We thought it was religious. Niggas was worried about a bag. You know what I mean? What niggas was worried about people tapping into their own power. Because once they tapped into that, they wouldn't need the system. Like, those who truly tap in get taken out. Like Christ. Taken out.
I think it's a lot more people like him who probably tapped in, got took out. There's an artist, X, XXXTentacion. I've been watching a lot of his videos recently. And I mean, I always liked his music, but I started listening to like a lot of stuff that he would like talk about in like lives and stuff. And I'm like, bro, this man was talking about some some real, like a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? He was talking about this. And he got taken out. You know what I mean? Like, this is not for play play, bro. This is real life. Niggas are at war over you. They're at war over you. They don't want you to know who you are. They don't want you to know what you're capable of. They want you to be stuck in a, in a state of fear, in a state of limitation, where they can control you and control the world you live in. They don't want you to know that you can create your own reality. They don't want you to know that you can do whatever you want with your life. They don't want you to believe in yourself. That's why they. it's so much. It's psychological. Like, you think it's not a war because nobody's coming up and punch you in the face, but every day you get on Instagram and you get punched in the heart. You get punched in the soul. You get punched with doubt, comparison, fear you know what i mean you get punched with not believing in yourself insecurity and they literally beat you down to make you not believe in who you are but you know bro, you know who you are you truly know what you're capable of it's the battle is just to believe it and then to act on it 